Welcome to A Spoonful of Podcast, where we dive into the magic of Disney destinations, searching for a great big beautiful tomorrow. Broadcasting from the backside of water. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 84 of A Spoonful of Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Dickens, here with, I guess, Mr. Mick Fresh himself, Brian Galloway. Brian, what's up, sir? Laddie daddy, we like to party. We don't cause trouble. We don't bother nobody. It's just the man that's on the mic. It's Brian here. How are you? How are you, Evan? <laughs> we need to add some music in there. <laughs> <laughs> so today, we're not here to talk about funk uh, or pop or anything like that. We're here to talk about restaurants. And, you know, today's topic is not really, we're, we're not here to trash restaurants because I think at each of these restaurants on my list, they have served a purpose of providing me food at some point or another. It's just, they're not the best. And so like on my list, for example, we're going to try to do around 10, you know, maybe five a piece, something like that. We'll banner, maybe some honorable mentions, that kind of stuff. These are restaurants maybe to avoid, or maybe to put at the bottom of your list, or maybe, maybe try not to go there if you don't have to, just because there's so many more better options, more better, more better more options. Better on property than these right here. And like I said, this is opinion driven, right? So this is something that, this is just our opinion. This is what we're going to bring to the table. And I know I, I at least have maybe one on here that a lot of people like, but I don't like it. It's just to me is plain, et cetera, et cetera. We'll go into those reasons. Uh, but hey, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to this. So that's, that's, that's pretty fun. So Brian, do you want to start with one? Yeah, and I want to, I want to preface and I, I appreciate yeah, go for it. Go for it. what you don't know. No, you actually explained it very well. And I, and I want people to understand we're not here to trash anything. We most Disney World restaurants are are what they are. They're some of them are actually very good. Some of them are very high priced, um, and some of them are just you know not not the greatest. But I have to tell you, there's not there's nothing that's awful. I mean, maybe that's maybe correct. I don't know. Maybe uh, yeah. maybe, but I'm not yeah. sure. That's but right. You're not. You're not. It's not like you're going to horrible restaurants. It's just a level of we we get used to a certain level. Yeah. Because of the price, you pay a high price, and you're on vacation. Right. And there are some really incredible restaurants, and we've talked about that. But now we're looking at the other end of the spectrum, and I also want to preface one thing too. With when when I talk about my restaurants that I've looked at, is I usually give a restaurant a second chance. I always do. Yeah. Um, it, it's really important to me because you never know. Somebody could have a bad day. A server could, a cast member could have a bad day. It could be a bad day for some of the food. I don't know. They could, it could be really crowded and they had to rush something. So I always like, to, I'd never, before I even say a restaurant is bad or good, I, I want to have two experiences. And if two or two or three are also bad, then guess what? You will get into that level of, this is not something I would recommend to somebody. Yeah. And I think that's the way we want to look at it. Right. And something else to preface is this was, this is pretty difficult to me because Brian, like you said, Disney world property is not only known for some of your favorite restaurants, but it is known for some of like the top dining rated restaurants in the whole country. So Disney World property definitely has amazing restaurants that you can choose from. So it's hard to find these restaurants, like you said, that maybe had a bad day, maybe had a bad experience there, et cetera. Um, so when we talk about these, maybe we list something that we like about them still, you know, instead of just what we don't like. Yes. But um, I don't know. Do you want to start off? I'll start off. And okay, go for it. Again, yeah, I, I agree. This is a great way to look at things. Um, there, These are things that I would not, like if I'm doing my dining plan, yeah. And, and and just to, I, I don't want to segue off of what Evan just said again, but one more thing. One of the things that I love planning about Disney World trips is planning my dining. Yeah, like it's fun. I do. Yeah. My family loves that. We, plan, you know, so there are restaurants that we just adore, and we've talked about those. Now, this is the other end of the spectrum. These are the ones that, when we're doing our dining plans, these probably do not come up because if they're they are, then there's probably something wrong, or there's just nothing else available. Um, so here, so here you go. I'll start off, I'm going to start off with one, and I'm going to go light here because this is one that 
I will say the positives of this are the character experience is very good. You get to see some characters that you don't, you don't always see other places. Um, it, it, it is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful dining room. I mean, it's actually gorgeous. The building is gorgeous. Um, I know where you're going. And I'm going to go to Crystal Palace. Oh, well, and, I was wrong. Okay. <laughs> Crystal Palace, gorgeous. You walk up to that built with the with the atrium and the glass all over the place and the design of that building. It's beautiful. I love it. The location, smack in the middle of Magic Kingdom in the in the center yep. there. Um it is it's easy to get to. Um but here's it and the characters. You get Winnie the Pooh, which Winnie is in other places, but Piglet and Eeyore, um, like that is amazing you get to see them you get to spend time with them so this is it is you know it's got some great traits to it okay so then i'll go to the food and this is only dinner i'm not going to talk breakfast breakfast in my opinion disney world breakfast in most cases is all the same it's yeah it's, that's you know, right. it's all good it's all good there's yeah. you can't really screw up breakfast i'm sorry and so i think in most cases if you went to crystal palace for breakfast no issue right you, you're not you're gonna you'll be fine this is dinner and i think for the money you pay Yes, you get to see the characters, um, but it is the food is really blah. Yeah, it's um, it could be actually dried out at times. Um, and I have been there many times. I have probably been there five times, and of those five times, maybe half of an experience was actually pretty decent. Besides the characters, yeah. Um, besides that, the food has never been good. I don't. I don't. It. It, they, it looks like it's good. You know, and you go there and you look at the, you read the menu, you're like, hey, this looks like it might yeah. be pretty good. Then you go to taste it. And it's just, but I think maybe because of the high volume and people going in and out all the time, that it's just not as good. I, I have, I mean, the meat is really dry. Um, yeah. It, I just, I just don't really think it's, a, it's worth it. And second of all, um, I have, I have seen people just get really upset with the food there. Now, not just me, like we haven't ever complained or return stuff because it's it's a basically it was it was a buffet and I don't know if they're doing uh family style right now but it's just not good and um I really for what you're paying and for where it's located it's almost like a flagship of Magic Kingdom in a lot of ways because a lot of people go there because they want to see Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh is big, one one of the most popular characters. But I don't think the food warrants it and I've had Again, like I say, five trips, four and a half experiences were bad. One, you know, the desserts are not that bad. The desserts are pretty decent, but I'm telling you that they have, um, you know, they have such a wide variety of the food, and you know, whether it be chicken or turkey or ham or or, or any kind of beef, always dried out. Always, I mean, it's, it's almost like, yeah. hey, yeah. come on, guys, like it can't be dried out again. I've come at different times of the day and everything. It's just I don't know why, and it could be because of the high volume, because it is a it's in a high volume area. So I'll give them that. Um, but I've also found that the the server experience, the cast member experience is really not that good either because I think they're so rushed. And I think because the characters are in such high demand and it's such a big high volume place that the cast members have to move those characters around speedily all around. Now you get your pictures and sometimes you get double because they forget and they, they bring back Piglet a second or a third time, which is fine. But the, the they never refill your drinks because they're just so busy with the characters and trying to get things done and with the high volume of people. I just don't think the design of the building, as beautiful as it is, can handle the volume. And that's that's my chef, Mickey. Anything? Do you have anything on? Uh, I mean, not chef, uh, Crystal Palace. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, I've I've only heard com- complaints about the blandness of the food there. And whenever I see people's food, I see like, you know, they show that prime rib. And it, it, honestly, to me, it looks kind of nasty. It looks like a big slab of like raw rancor meat or something. I mean, it's like, what? Well, you, actually, yeah, that's, that's a great, that's a very good analogy. It really it, is. It doesn't look very appetizing. And I know prime rib, especially like, uh, you know, fire roasted or something, will have a more pink, you know, a visual aspect to it. But that's still that's just not my cup of tea, and I, I have heard complaints about the blandness of the food there. And I, for that to be such a prime location, which is kind of a counterpoint to to what you're saying, which is it's still true what you are saying, but for it to be a prime location, 
something more deserving could be in that spot or completely redoing the menu, keeping the venue, keeping the characters, all that kind of stuff. Just make it different food. I mean, I'm just not sure what to do with that, but especially when you have options like, you know, Skipper Canteen or even, uh, to me, the Plaza or some quick service options at, at Magic Kingdom, which are just better. Um, but, you know. Here's here's a good here's a good example. I remember I went with um, my father-in-law was with us, and and who he's one of the nicest people in the world, and he was he never says anything bad about anybody. And I remember him taking the prime rib, and he goes, "Wow, I can use this on the bottom of my shoes. This is this is really tough." <laughs> and, and I had to laugh, and I felt bad because you know we're trying to bring him out to a nice place, and he's sitting there trying to cut it, and it, it's like, "What do you even cut with the knife? They they don't give you steak knives; they give you the butter knives, and he couldn't oh, even cut no. it." Yeah, so yeah. that it's definitely so. I'm gonna, you know, it's it is is it the worst restaurant in in in, in Walt Disney World? No, it's not. But it's in the it's in the you know the bottom bottom five maybe in my opinion. So right. Crystal Palace. Um, now, Evan, you're next. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going. I only actually actually have only one table service on my list, and then I have a quick service table service hybrid on my okay. list. Okay, that's interesting. But okay. I'm gonna start out with a quick service, and this is one that. I have eaten at probably two to three times. And again, this place is not necessarily bad, but that does not make it very good either. And that would be Backlot Express at Hollywood Studios. Now, what I like about this place is two things. One is drink refills. You can get unlimited refills. Now, you you can get refills at a lot of quick service restaurants, but sometimes it's hard or it's, it's difficult but these are now I know this is before COVID, right? Where these drink stations, you could just walk up and keep getting refills and refills while you're sitting there eating that kind of stuff. It was very easy, accessible. The second thing I liked about it was that it's pretty much a burger bar. I mean, you have lettuce, tomato, pickle, onion, and the condiments, and you can build your own burger once you get it. Now, what I don't like about it is really just that it's just burgers and fries. And, you know, my wife loves a good old standard Walt Disney World burger. You know, she just, she likes it. And I I mean, it's fine and it's, it's okay. But when there's other options that you can do, I would put this towards the bottom of my list. And we've not been there the past several trips. It's just, it's very plain and it's very bland and it's very just kind of run of the mill. I can see why it's appealing for kids and for maybe the family's aspect and to get a quick, you know, everybody likes mcdonald's every now and then everybody everybody likes ballpark food every now and then i mean everybody likes to to kind of eat some junk food every now and then but uh this just to me is very plain very bland and i just think that out of the available options that you have backlot express should be lower on your list uh for hollywood studios you know so, it's a very very interesting that you said that because i agree with you um it used to be at one time, way back in the day, and I would say, I'm telling you, 15 years ago, maybe, it was a really good place. Yeah. And it, but through the years, it's changed, it's evolved. And there, and what another thing about Hollywood Studios is there's other options now. Back in the day, there really weren't that many other options besides ABC Commissary, which at the time was really, really, really bad. Yeah. Um, so now that there's other places to go, you can go, if you want to get your hamburger, Go get a hamburger at Fairfax Fair or something like that. There are other places to go that are actually a little nicer and and yeah. set up a little bit better. Yeah. All right. So that's my that's my first one. Again, like I said, nothing necessarily wrong with it, but it's just very standard. They do throw in the every now and then, like uh, they'll do some specialty stuff. Like you know, in doing some research, I found a chicken breast strips and biscuit, kind of like a you know biscuit and and chicken and gravy kind of meal that they were trying to do and so i mean they have some different options but pretty much it's just a burger and fry joint or chicken strip and and fry joint and it's it's just very standard so that was my first one um backlot express okay so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go to a quick service now and i think this is and, and sadly enough i've been to this i've probably been to this one over 10 times which is yeah. and it's because of the location where it is um i i i don't care for it um but it sometimes just you, you have no other place to go because you're at where you are so yeah 
Hurricane Hannah's at at the beach in between the beach club and yacht club is yeah. a, a quick service near the pool and it's convenient because it's right near the pool and you can go over there. But I I will tell you from over a 10 year period <laughs> never once has it been a really good meal. It's it it's location's great, you know, you can't location's great. Um it always is. It's it's a disaster. They never get the order right. And this is, and I found out later that it's a place where they go to bring cast members to train. So they, that's one of the place that they bring. They because it's a, it's fairly close to the hotel, and it's so so they actually bring a lot of the newer cast members that are trained. Well, obviously it shows because they never get the order right, and there's always some kind of mistake. And um, it's just very disorganized the whole setup there is disorganized it's in a it has a really weird ordering area and it's confusing and then once you get off of there there's only a couple of seats and then there's so many bugs all over the place there's Yeesh. there's bees nests and 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 it just there's just always there's all and i'm like after all these years how come they haven't done anything about the bees the bees are all over flying all over the place mm. um it is very it's not a very good experience so it is you know, I, if we have to go, we have to go. And sometimes it's better like, hey, let's let's not eat. You know, sometimes I have had that decision like, you, why don't we just wait a couple hours and we'll eat later? I mean, because but I'm really hungry. Like, oh, OK, then we have to go to Hurricane Hannah's because there's, there's nothing else that you can go to with, you know, all wet and full of sand and sure. and without having to, you know, leave the leave the pool area. Um, so that it, it is it is based on the rules that I would say many times. Um, I would say, I would say there's never been an experience that I've actually gone there and said, wow, this is a great meal. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it has not happened. Yeah. Um, there's probably reasons, reasons behind it. Locations. Excellent. Like I do say there's locations right there. It's you know right yeah. in the pool. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's not, it's not definitely not something I would go out of my way to go to. I've actually never been there, but I, uh, Good. I've, You're smart. <laughs> <laughs> not purposely, but I guess now it's going to be purposely, but especially like you said, in that area. And, and I get it when you're, when you're like, it's just kind of like water park food, right? If you go to water park or, you know, like we have a six flags white water near us. And, and when you go do that kind of stuff, you're really just hot and you're wet and you're so hungry. And you're just like, I just want something right now. You know, I don't want to go back in dry off, get a shower, get ready, go get something. Like I need something now before I pass out. So I get the need to go find something quick, but uh, it's, it's bad when you have so many good options around and then you have something that just sticks out like a sore thumb like that. And I, I get it. Look, cast members have to train somewhere, right? And I get it. And, and honestly, cast members train at every restaurant in some way, form or another for, for most restaurants, you know, obviously you don't have a Victorian Albert, you don't have a training cast member there, but <laughs> but hope not. They, but you will have them train at different quick service, table service restaurants, depending on their 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 tier or where they're at. You know, of course, but uh, yeah. So I, I've never been there, but now I won't go there. So <laughs> so thank you for that. But <clears throat> next on my list is I'm going to go ahead and mention the hybrid I was talking about. So this place I've eaten at just once, but I know a lot of people who've been here and I ate at the quick service rendition of it, but that is Pete Safari at Animal Kingdom. Uh, ah, Pete okay. Safari is most of the day a quick service restaurant, but they do have a table service family style option that is in the evenings. Now, Pizza Safari is temporarily closed right now still, but when they are open, if you could just picture your standard run-of-the-mill, like, pizza and salad and breadsticks kind of thing, that's what this place is. It is At triple the price, too, probably. Yeah, and, and, like, the table service is twenty two ninety nine per adult, and you get, like, a salad and, like, a kind of a pick-two kind of thing, like a pizza and a pasta and then, like, a breadstick, something like that. It's just not very good. I mean, you, you can get better pizza at, like, uh, you know, Pizza Hut or Domino's or something than you can sometimes when you're when you're eating here. I was super unimpressed with the quick service, especially uh, knowing Animal Kingdom and some of the other quick service options that that we know is there. You know, and table service. Gosh, you know, Tusker House and Tiffins and all these these really great table service places. And then you have this option, and it's just I just don't recommend it. And I, 
I don't even, it's, it's like with Backlot Express. Like if you have to go there, I get it. Just put it at the bottom of your list. I would just say, don't go to Pete Safari. <laughs> just don't go there. And that, it's funny because one time we had to go there because there was nothing available and we were rushed and it didn't have a line. So we said, okay, let's try it out. Oh, and you have oh, Italian. Uh, it was yeah, terrible. And you too. So I'm sure that even adds to the, to the how terrible it could be. So yeah, Pete Safari definitely definitely on my list but i mean again if you if you have to especially if you have kids right so if you have kids kids is a great option to go somewhere like a pizza safari uh where you know you have picky eaters and you're you're going to need to accommodate for everyone and this provides that sort of option but otherwise i really just think there's there's just so many better options than than this so yeah, Pizza Safari definitely on my list. Okay, my next one, and I, I apologize, my my voice allergies. The allergy season is hitting New Jersey. Allergy really season right is now. hitting bad here too. So, so yeah. um, so the next one I'm going to say, and this is another interesting one too, because I think a lot of people do like this place. Um, I'm going to say Liber- Liberty Tree Tavern. Um, okay, and it it's themed very well. It's actually very, you know, the, 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 it's, it's got the colonial theme. Um, I think, you know, some people are very devoted to this restaurant, um, but the menu is limited. It's family style. The menu is limited. And over the years, I just don't think it's really worth what you're paying for it. This is another one where if you don't like Turkey, I mean, I don't know how you could go there because I don't know what you would eat. You know, you would just eat vegetables. I mean, I just don't. To me, it, it does, for for a restaurant like this, it's so very, it's so um, myopic of uh, with the selection. So that to me is a, a problem. Um, it's expensive, but eh, the food's okay. Yeah, this is so, another one where I've I hear the same thing. Uh, you know. People think of it as, oh, you Thanksgiving all year long, right? So you get your turkey, get your pot roast and uh, pork and mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, veggies. Uh, it's, but w- when you see pictures or hear from people that have reviews, you know, you're going to these places because it's Magic Kingdom. It's a good location. And it's just places where people are at home and maybe even a lot of first timers. They're looking up these menus and... They're saying, oh, yeah, this is good. This is good stuff. Like, we like this. It's very, you know, it'll please our whole family. You got, like, the mac and cheese. You got the vegetables for the healthier people. You have the, you know, the turkey, which is healthy. You have, you know, pork or pot roast for for others. You know, so it seems to accommodate to all the taste buds. But then you're definitely let down when you get the food. So I've, those are the two. Uh, well, there's actually three I hear the most complaints of in Magic Kingdom, but Crystal Palace and Liberty Tree Tavern are the two I, I hear a lot of complaints about with just blandness. That's really the biggest complaint is the blandness. Right. So, I yeah, that that's the one I, I, I don't – again, some people feel it's the greatest and, and, I, and they like it. The atmosphere is really cool, but you got – you know – this is a this is an overlying factor. The Magic Kingdom is really not known for its table service and yeah. its food. Yeah. But that is that is the one thing. So yeah. okay. Okay. What, what's your next one? All right. So I'm deciding where to go here. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make some people ill probably on this one. So this let's stay with Magic Kingdom. Uh, this is one that I've been to twice. And both times that I've been to this place, I think I don't really like it and it's very just bland to me but for what it is and it's a quick service and that would be pecos bills oh i know that's going to make some people mad i know it's very popular but uh it's popular because i think it is appealing um because it is a different option right magic kingdom is filled with the burgers and fries options but i i've i was just not impressed brian just to be honest with you i mean i you have a taco bar, which is the thing I do like about it. If we're talking about things we do like, it has a yes. taco bar. You can make your own plate, that kind of stuff. But for what it is, I guess it's okay. Like if thousands and thousands of people eat Taco Bell every day, then you can have people eat Pecos Bills and, and be okay. Uh, but it's just for what it is, to me, it could – I'm just like 
do we have to, when we make like quick service places like this, like, okay, we're going to put a, a Mexican food option, quick service somewhere. Do we just automatically say, we're just not going to make the meat and, and options like very flavorful. We're just not going to do that because it's a quick service and we just need to, you know, like you said earlier, we just need to get through the people. We need to just get through the people, keep going. So to me, I was just kind of underwhelmed for for what it is. Now, I guess though, for what it is, it serves its purpose. It's a quick service Mexican restaurant. This isn't San Angel Inn. This isn't, you know, other options on property that are better for this type of cuisine. But I, like I said, a lot of people like it. It's just not on my list. So that's well, hey, one more thing about that place uh, that I do want to add is, the seating is the seating really is weird. really bad. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Um, it's just not a lot of it, really. To be honest, there's outdoor seating, which is if you really don't want to have to sit outdoors and when it's so blazing hot. Uh, so yeah, it's it's weird because it's broken up, but there's also not a lot of seats. And I'm, another thing, like a something that grinds my gears too, is when you have to sit far away from everything, like a drink refill or yes, the, the, yes, yeah, yes. that kind of stuff. And and this is an, an area where you do have to sit kind of far away sometimes. One time we sat there and it was almost like we were in a different building. Yeah. It was like, I don't, I, where's the restaurant? They're looking, we're, we're in this dark wooded, because uh, all wood furniture. Right. And dark wooded area and people were using the walkway for the public bathroom. I'm like, well, this is the restaurant? Yeah, I don't, I, something's wrong there the way they set that up. And, and maybe they they didn't realize the, how many people would be coming there? I don't know, but it, it that's another thing too. That, and that makes or break your lunch because if the lunch is a bad experience like that, you're in this dark, dingy area, that's not fun. And again, like I said, it's not terrible. It's just what would I go to first before I go there? And I have a list. And so this is at the bottom of it, you know? Right. So exactly. That's I'm going exactly. Okay. My next one is going to be an interesting one because this might be another one that people like. Um, but it goes exactly with the same theme that you just talked about with flavorful. Um, so, Tepanito. Now, one of the one of the things in the Japan Pavilion of Epcot, there are three table service restaurants, and um, there is also two quick service restaurants, and they're all good, right? They're, everybody's everyone's good in, in in one way or fashion. So I don't want to say it's it's not terrible, but for me. Tepanito is a hibachi restaurant, and a lot everybody likes hibachi, and hibachi's, you know, it's a lot of fun to go and see the show. But the food, and I think this could be a same. Another thing is, for some reason, Disney does not add a lot of spices and flavors to foods in in most areas. Now, again, cer- certain restaurants, like if you go to Morocco, you're going to get the spices there because that's what that's what you that's what you're paying for. But in Tepanito, I have just noticed that the food that they make, the hibachi food is so bland because they don't put in all the right spices. They, like they don't put garlic in, I think, or, or barely any um, little things like that, because I think the a lot of people don't like spicy food and they don't want to turn people away. And, you know, maybe it's more of a show. But if you go to Hibachi there and you go to Hibachi to any other place, the taste is so much different. It's just night and day different because they don't use all these Japanese spices that you look forward to at hibachi. So again, you're paying a lot of money. The show is always great. They do a great job. You know, that part of it is great, but you're going to leave there very, very hungry because you just don't, it's, you're, you're seeing really plain, bland food. Um, and I can imagine the chefs probably are like, Wow, I wish I could add more spices here or do more things. They just can't do it because that's what they're that's what they're supposed to do. And it's changed. Um, if you had gone there maybe 18, 20 years ago, it was pretty spicy, but it wasn't as popular as it is now. Now it's more popular and it's bland. So I don't get that. But to me, that is not going to be like again. If I if I'm going to Japan Pavilion, Tokyo Dining every time. Tokyo Dining is an amazing restaurant and right next door to it is Tepanito, which is seems to be way more popular, but the food, and we've tried it a couple of times and we're big hibachi fans. Um, it's very bland. I, okay. I have a couple of thoughts on that. One of the thoughts is <clears throat> when you do something, uh, I guess, okay, let me start with this other one. 
This to me, Tepanito is a why would you go there kind of kind of restaurant. You know, hibachi is like a dime a dozen in every town around America now. Yes. There's always a hibachi somewhere close to you that will cook for you. I mean, even in, you know, quote unquote, quote, you know, podunk middle South Georgia, I can, there's like 10 hibachi restaurants within 15 miles of me or 20 miles of me, seriously. And they're, they're good. I mean, most of them are really good. And it's just a, a Tepanito. Like, why would you go there if there's one in your town that you like and it's good? So I, I get that aspect. And the answer that would be, well, Evan, you would go there because they do something and they do it really well. And that's why you go there, which I'm going to use for that second thought that I almost said first, but I said this one instead, which is let's look at the example of barbecue. Okay. okay. Let's look at a restaurant that recently opened quick service, the Regal Eagle. Yes. which is really good. I had a very good brisket sandwich on Texas toast that was super good, and they did not cheapen that. Disney could have opened a get-the-people-in, get-the-people-out barbecue restaurant and just served some you know, ice cream scoop pulled pork and slabbed it on some, some sandwich bread, and probably people would have come in there by the droves because – they do that other places. So it's almost like, why would you get the barbecue sandwich at Cosmic Rays when you could get the barbecue sandwich at Regal Eagle? You get where I'm tracking on that? Exactly. So exactly. if you're going to do something like Tepanito, where it's a dime or a dozen everywhere else, just like barbecue restaurants all around the, the country, you can do it well and do it right. And, and you're not going to offend people or draw people away with your good flavor but instead you're going to draw them in. And that is, that is a huge pull. And like Regal Eagle, I mean, I, I really enjoy that place. And they could have opened that up and just made it mediocre. But instead, they revitalized that spot. And it's a great quick service restaurant. But they could have put a run-of-the-mill barbecue restaurant there. And, you know, people probably would have still went, but it would have maybe been on my list. So that's just a couple thoughts about Tiffanito. Like, why do you do it? Because, you know, and, and like, like, you know, Brian, there's probably really good chefs there that do a, a better job than others possibly. And maybe they have a better, you know, cuisine to offer a better experience and people like it. Maybe people go there because they're just comfortable with the hibachi experience, right? They don't know it's Epcot. We don't maybe want to go too exploratory with our taste buds. We don't maybe want to venture too far out. We just want to kind of keep it safe. So we're just going to eat at, um, you know, in the land pavilion for lunch and we're going to eat Tepanito for dinner and we're just going to have standard food and we're going to play it safe, which is fine, I guess. But just knowing what's out there, it's like, it's like the matrix red pill and blue pill. You know, it's like knowing what's out there, it, you know, why would you do it? Okay. So that's, that's my soapbox. That's my monologue, but no, and it glad makes, you brought that one up. It makes, it makes a lot of sense because I, you're going to spend a lot of money for dinner. Any hibachi is always expensive, so you're going to spend a lot of money. You you don't want to go there and leave and be like, "Wow, I can't." Where, where's the next place to eat? I'm starving already. That that's not what you want to have happen. Yeah. And for some reason, because it's so bland, and you're kind of rushed to. I didn't even talk about that. You're kind of rushed there a little bit more than most of most mm. hibachi places. You are a little rushed, but you're very rushed there because they have they they want you. Know, they have a, you know a lot of people to get in there. So yeah, it's definitely not. It's not worth it, but I, I love your analogy. That's a great one, and um, you know we can go forward now to the next one. Yeah, yeah. So next on my list is uh, I'm going to keep the same theme of the why would you go there. So this place I'm going to mention, I've eaten there once, and actually my meal was not bad. This place was actually pretty good, and we had a good experience there, but it's another why would you go there? And that would be Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> so that is on my list. Again, not because I had a bad meal there, because I didn't. I actually had a really good meal there, to, to be quite honest. And I get the appeal of it. It's just like the appeal of T-Rex. It's great for kids. It's super, you know, family oriented. But it's like, it. okay, so you have two locations. Of course, you have one at Animal Kingdom. You have one at Disney Springs. Folks, especially Disney Springs, when you have restaurants at Disney Springs yeah. that are like award-winning, you know, you're going to choose Rainforest Cafe, which again, is fine for the atmosphere. It's fine for the family friendliness. 
And like I said, my meal was not that bad there. But again, it's kind of like when I'm going back to the matrix, red pill, blue pill kind of thing. When you know what else is out there, it's this, this place is going to be at the bottom of your list. This is going to be a reservation grabber if I just have to. Second point, it's a chain. So, you know, they have these across the country and especially in like, you know, uh, other Florida towns or beach towns, these are common in different malls. These are common. Uh, this is a, it's a common chain restaurant. So it's like, you're saying, I'm going to go to Longhorns at Disney, or I'm going to go to Red Lobster at Disney. Uh, it's the same thing. It is a boutique or specialty chain. So I get that, but at the end of the day, it's a chain. So, uh, again, (laughs) I go back to the same thing. You know, we're talking about what do we like? What do we don't like? I liked my meal there, so I can't complain about that, but it's a, why this, this is on my list because there's other options that are so much better. So that's why I'm reinforced cafes on my list. Yeah. We have one at the mall, local mall near our house. And I actually had, I went there for lunch with, uh, one of our, one of our, you know, common friends, Tammy Danielson. Yeah. And, and we, we had a good lunch. We had a really good lunch. The food was good. Right. But I, I kept the, I, the whole time we were like, you know, I don't know why people go there when they go to Walt Disney World because there's so many other options. It's it's a great place. It's fine. The food's good. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it's it's a, it's a it's got a lot of you know. It's fun to watch all the animals, but it's really and truly it's, you can go to a mall and visit the same thing and pay a lot less because they. Let me tell you something too. The prices in the mall are not the same as the prices in in Walt Disney World. Right. So you're basically just tacking on some money to to have the convenience of going there in Walt Disney World. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's mine. So you have one more, and I have one more. So go ahead, sir. What well, is, what is I have my, I have. So this is the, this is. I know what is, you're mentioning too. This yeah. is my, yeah. I waited till I waited to the end because this is my continuously lowest ranked um, restaurant, and I think it's gotten lower ranked. Um, you had a but again, this is only dinner. This is only dinner. Earlier, yes, only dinner. Yes, I know it is definitely <laughs> um, only dinner because I do say their breakfast is fine. Um, it's it because again, Disney doesn't Disney. Disney does breakfast very well in most cases. I think there's there's one that I could say they they don't do it that great, but pretty much everybody does. They do breakfast very very well. Um, but Chef Mickey's again, supposedly it's, it's it's one of the flagships. It's the one that everybody says, "Oh, I heard about Chef Mickey's." Well, I don't know what you heard because it wasn't. You probably wasn't very good because I don't. I, there's not many people that I talk to that say, "Wow, I went to Chef Mickey's and I had a great meal." Um, it never happens. That is not true. Um, it is, it is definitely, uh, I mean, their food options are, are, are just terrible. I mean, I, I don't even, I don't even, I can't even say that if you look, you know, they have a, they have a carving station and you look in the, you know, the, it's like, it's like maybe the, the worst cut of meat I've ever possibly seen. Um, it, it's, it, it's not, and, and there's never anybody there to, there's never anybody there to cut it too. So you have to wait and you're waiting and, and there's so much going on. Um, it's just not for what you're paying for the for the building it's in for the atmosphere yeah it is it is totally not worth it now the but again the positive the only the biggest positive of chef mickey's is that you get to see all the the the, the main the main fat the fab five fab, fab four fab five characters in there and definitely make sure you get your pictures taken they come right up to your table you don't have to leave and that is a great thing yeah. So that is, you know, hey, sometimes, and that's why I've been there so many times, because to me, it was, I'd rather spend the money and suffer through that dinner and have my kids take their pictures with all the characters so I didn't have to wait in line when I went to the parks. Because that's always my, my whole theory about character dinners is, you know, once in a while, it's worth spending the money for a character dinner so you don't have to spend your park time waiting in a line to get a picture with the character. So if you get the ones out of the way that you want... It, it works out for everybody, especially if the food's good. But in, in the case of Chef Mickey's, no, that's not the that's not the case. But I also have to say about Chef Mickey, which is it's a very strange design uh, how the, how it's set up, and it's it's organ it's not even organized, it's disorganized, but it's it's just chaos. And I I, I was about to say organized chaos because it's not really that organized. It's chaos. Um, there's people, there's characters walking all over. There's people going back and forth from the buffet and the buffet, it's not easy to get to. And the seating is all like in different tiers and there are different areas and there's different rooms. And it's just really not easy to get to 
the buffet. And then you get to the buffet and it's just organized really it's just not right. It there wasn't there was no theme I don't know who the designer was, but if you go to some other buffets in the parks, they're designed very well to handle the crowds and the flow of people. This one is not. So I want I always wonder how if maybe they they built it afterwards or if it was a second thought. I don't know. But the design is also bad, which adds to the chaos, which adds to your experience because then you're you're going through the you know trying to get around things, and it gets really annoying. And then the other thing that is 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 crazy sometimes. Every once in a while during the meal, this music goes off and everybody stands up and they spin they spin their towels or their napkins around all over the place and 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 they and they, and they, they do a dance or whatever, which is great. You know, it's fun. It's good to get everybody to do, but. This is all going on while people are walking around, <clears throat> getting through things, <laughs> carrying their plates, and and uh, it's just it, 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 so many people get get their plate knocked over. It it is it is crazy. I wish I, sometimes I wish I had filmed. I just sat there filming to see like there there been one trip. I think I, I think we saw like three or four people get their plate knocked over by people spinning their napkins around, and it just cracks me up. But it's not a great. I mean, it's again you leave there with the pictures. You're happy as a parent. You're like, yeah, I got, I got all my pictures with my kids with the characters, great. And then, you, and you're like, wow, I spent all that money. And you, then the bill comes, and you're like, wow, I spent all that money. And look at that. I barely ate it. I ate the corn, maybe. I don't know what else I ate because I couldn't. The, the, the meat wasn't that good, and I didn't like anything. The mashed potatoes were lumpy. I, I don't know. It was. It's just not a great restaurant. I have had, I've had way more experience there than I ever needed to. And it would almost be pain. It would be you'd. I'd have to be the, have the biggest incentive to ever have to go back there. I think once my kids got old enough where we really didn't have to go there anymore, I was like, "That's it, no more Chef Mickey." I did my I did my penance because we did we did go there a lot. Yeah, uh, I mean, look, I think the, why this is so popular is location, location, location. Yeah, yes. that's that's really why it is. And you have a character dining at the Contemporary right next to Magic Kingdom. I mean, look. Why would you go to Chef Mickey's outside of it being character when you have like California Grill, Steakhouse 71 in the same building or hop a monorail over to Kona or Ohana or uh, or a I mean, boat over to Wilderness Lodge? Yeah. Right. And Whispering Canyon. So you have so many good options, which is which is really good about the only plus about magic kingdom not having that many great table service restaurants is this it's a quick monorail ride to good table service restaurants but chef mickey's is not one of those so if you have to do chef mickey's try to get it for breakfast like you said brian but i mean really i have never been there but i have zero desire to go there and if i have to do a character breakfast one day which i i will do that um because of ezra but I'm, this is not one that's on my list. Uh, well, I could tell you another fun thing. Another fun fact about this is I have a, I have a friend Jane who's in our group, and and she's um, we were on a business trip, and um, we we got rooms in the Contemporary, and I my room was way on the other side, and I was, I you know I was I was fo- like closer to the lake, yeah, and closer to the closer to the Bay Lake Towers section, and she got her room right above chef Mickey's. Oh, and no. so every morning she would get woken up by the, you know, the, the woo woo spin in there, spin in the towels and everything like that. And then at night, you know, she, she gets back to the room tired and they're still out there di- eating late dinner, like woo 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 spin in the towel. I mean, it's gotta be the worst. Like that has to be one of the things when you're planning rooms on at the contemporary, not do not get a room on the Chef Mickey section of the of the hotel because it's got to be so noisy. And I I was laughing so hard when she was telling me um, how she kept on getting woken up from from that. So it was it was pretty funny. Jeez. Okay. So here's my last one. I don't really have much to say about this one except I just put it in here as like a I, I've eaten here several times, so it's not really terrible. Again, it's not terrible, but there's another bland example. So this is back to Hollywood Studios. This is going to be Pizza Rizzo. At Hollywood Studios. Um, oh, okay. I like I said, Emily and I actually go here quite often, so I, it it's not terrible. But I'm try. It was really hard for me to think of places that were were bad, and so I don't really have. I would say Pizza Fari is worse than Pizza Rizzo. That's probably the worst to me that's on my list. Uh, but I just say Pizza Rizzo because it's just plain. 
you know, it's little personal size pizzas. You get a salad with it. It's plain. It's it's not bland. It's just like a regular pizza. There's nothing special about it. There's nothing really flavorful, tasty. This isn't, they're not like known for their thin crust or known for the deep dish or known for anything outside of it just being a plain pizza. Now, what I like about it is that they, it, it's generally not very crowded. Uh, there's outdoor seating on an upstairs terrace with ceiling fans that's really nice and it gives you a good little view to, to kind of look out and watch people walk by. And then they have an upstairs room that's 80s themed with a disco ball. A lot of people don't know that. That's a trivia fact. Uh, so it's a cool venue. But, and again, I've eaten here several times, but it's just very, very plain. It's a plain option. Uh, which, you know, it's it's pizza, so I get it, and it's not necessarily meant to be the best pizza in the world, but I had to put a fifth one on here, and that's that's the one I chose, because it, it is very just kind of normal and plain. Yeah, it's it's not, I, I agree with you, though. It's it's definitely something that you, unless you have nothing else to go to, and you're like, okay, I'll go here. Yeah. You know, it's it's okay, but it's definitely something you would not go out of your, if it was, if it was located outside of Disney Parks, I would never go there. There'd exactly. Be no reason for me point. to ever that's go like there. It's like Chuck E. Cheese, right? I mean, yeah. You know, it's like if I go there, it's because of kids. It's not because of the pizza. So that that's an example. So uh, that's pretty good. Any thoughts on food? And then I'm going to throw you a curveball since we have a few. No, more. I think that's it. I think we're going. You know, again, everybody. Just so you know, we we're we're not saying they're horrible. We're just saying that. If you have choice, there's so many good choices in Walt Disney World. There's so many. If Evan and I could probably, we'll put the, we could put together a top 25 list and not include any of these restaurants and guarantee we would not. Absolutely. Um, there's yeah. so many other uh, better obvious choices that you really shouldn't, you know, this should not be something that you have to go to unless you have nothing else to go. Because both of us have gone and we've experienced it. And some of us have done it numerous times because of, location or hey i wanted characters or hey there's i wanted pizza and there's nothing else around so uh we've done it but if we had our preference we definitely probably would do something else yeah and and brian maybe we should put together an extended special episode podcast one day on like the top 50 restaurants on walt disney world property because there are there definitely are and and we could really do that and i think that would be pretty good yeah you're right that might be a good one to do next soon you're right uh these aren't necessarily bad. They're just not the best. So there's so many better options out there. We've done past podcast episodes on really good restaurants, especially in our trip reports or list them out, that kind of stuff. So go check those out. But Brian, here's a curveball. Go ahead. I have pulled back out my good old Star Wars Mad Lib. And oh my uh, goodness. I would like to ask you a question. This is a rather okay. short one. We have a few minutes left. Okay, on our, good. Our Let's go. So, Star Wars Mad Lib is always fun. So, okay. Give me an adjective, sir. Secretive. Okay. Now here's a different one. Give me a like a distant relative relation and first name, like Aunt Gertrude or something like that of your oh. family. <laughs> okay. Uncle Ned. Okay, Uncle Ned. All right. Another adjective. Um amazingly. Okay. All right, so noun. Oh, I. Person, place, or thing. No, I know, I know. I, <laughs> I know you knew that. Shark. Okay. Another noun. I'm looking around my room. That's another noun. Um, <laughs> There's a shark in your room? I'm just yeah, kidding. Those little, little plastic shark. Uh, bottle. Okay. Verb. Eating. All right, noun. Sneakers. All right, another noun. Action figure. (laughs) How weird some of these are going to be. I know, I'm looking looking around. All right, animal. Um, Lion. Okay. Noun. Paper. Okay. Three more. Adjective. Um, smelly. Okay. 
Verb. Fight or fighting. But okay, and then a celebrity. Celebrity. Oh my goodness. Um Yep. It has a, a real celebrity? Okay, I'll say Kim Kardashian. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, sir, if you did not know this, you have just helped complete your vacation guide to the planet of Jakku. Uh-oh. Now, if you're not familiar, Spoonie, that Jakku is pretty much like a desert world. It's it's home to, like, you know, not-so-great characters, thieves, outlaws, scavengers. But, sir, I now have your vacation guide to Jakku. Go ahead. So I, des- I see you've decided to spend your secretive vacation on Jakku. I'm sure Uncle Ned told you that you were amazing for going there. After all, most people think it's a lonely shark floating in the western reaches. However, the desert bottle of Jakku offers more than you might eat. You like beaches, right? Well, bring your bucket and sneakers. (laughs) (laughs) Jakku has so much sand that the whole action figure is a beach. Also, (laughs) it's very quiet. Look left, look right. There won't be a rancor or a lion in sight. (laughs) Bring a book or paper to pass the time. About the same thing. Yeah. Sure, there are lots of mines and a few smelly star destroyers are here and there. <laughs> but fight past all that and come to Jakku. You and Kim Kardashian will love it. <laughs> so there you go. That was your vacation guide. That worked out pretty good there. That worked out pretty good. The wonderful planet of Jakku. So thank you, Spoonies, for joining us. Hope you enjoy our shenanigans. Uh, we've enjoyed this episode. Maybe these are some restaurants that you can help kind of avoid a little bit if possible. But if you have to go there, you'll make the best of it. But stay tuned in the future for maybe some better recommendations or go to our past episodes and listen to our favorite restaurants out there. Thank you for um, just being here with us. Thank you for listening every week. I know we don't say that enough. We truly do appreciate all of you that stick around and listen to two guys talk Disney and do Star Wars Mad Libs. So if you want to jump in on the group that Brian mentioned earlier, you can go to Facebook and go to A Spoonful of Podcast Spoonie Nation. Join our Facebook group there. uh, Get some conversation going. We can talk to each other. We'll interact with you there. Instagram, you can find us on Twitter. Email us info at a spoonful of podcast.com will come straight to me and we'll talk to Brian about it. So we'll talk together about your emails, your questions, your show ideas. We'll take it all in. So as always broadcasting from the backside of water until next time, we'll see you then. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to A Spoonful of Podcast. You can find show notes, ways to follow us on social media, and all episodes on a spoonfulofpodcast.com. Now that you've experienced the magic, it's time for the most dangerous part of our podcast, the return to civilization.